0: Christ is risen. I love the resurrection. I love to celebrate it. It's just, a, it's, it's marvelous and you can't overdo it. It's impossible. And, uh, you know, you say, well, how many times do we have to say Christ is risen? Well, probably a lot more times than we do. It, it's, a, it's a stumbling block to the Jew, it's foolishness to the Greek. I understand exactly why that is. It shouldn't be. But we just can't get over uh, we can't celebrate enough. Now, typically, in a homily, uh, let's put it, I, I can explain what I try to do in a homily. Do you have, a, in your garden, do you have a, a nozzle on your hose that is adjustable? Now, now, we do. Now, you know, it has a setting for spray, it has a setting for shower, it has a setting for mitts, mist, it has a setting for an angle, and it has a setting for jet. Normally... Uh, when I come on a for a homily on a Sunday morning, the nozzle is set on jet now it, 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 that i 'm trying to get you wet there 's no question about that that 's my goal. I want to wash you and for some of you in the back, I need the jet because you 're back there because you 're trying to stay away that 's no <laughs> that 's not true but uh, nor, uh, almost always, it's set on jet. Today it's not set on jet. Today it's set on shower. And I hope a few drops land on you. Okay? I love this Sunday. I love the merberian Women's Sunday. I love the Joseph of Arimathea and the Nicodemus Sunday. <laughs> my children laugh because I say this about so many things. But it's just one of my favorite Sundays of the year. It's just a great Sunday for celebration, where we, we think about these women, uh, which I've und- since I knew anything I knew about the Myrrh-bearing women, and uh, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. So today we're going to do a little celebrating about that. And I'll tell you what, we're going to start, I, I just want you to have a good time this morning and get wet, okay? So the first thing we're going to do is, we're going to do a little celebrating on the Myrrh-bearing women. So men. You with me? Men, I want you to sing with me. And uh, we're going to get it in the range that men can sing this. So, we're going to do, Why Do You Seek the Living Among the Dead? Are you ready? Okay.
1: Why do you seek the living among the dead? Do you seek the living among the dead? He is risen, he is risen from the dead. Jesus. He is risen, he is risen from the dead. Jesus the savior conquers death and hell. Jesus the savior Conquers death and have. He is risen, he is risen. He is risen from the dead. He is risen, he is risen, he is risen from the dead. This is the day we keep the Paschal Feast. This is the day we keep the Paschal Feast. feast. He is risen, he is risen from the dead. He is risen, he is risen from the dead.
0: It's a wonderful song, isn't it? You know why, You know what was behind Father John Finley's thought, Deacon John Finley, when that was done? What was behind, you know, I mean, the way it's arranged. Why does he have the women sing when they do? We're celebrating the myrrh-bearing women. They're the ones that announce it. They're the first ones i I don't like to I don't want to put down the disciples and all that you know sometimes we say the disciples were a bunch of chickens and the women were brave okay that maybe that's true, but yeah you know, I think that's a little bit of overkill but uh the truth is the women were the first ones to to get the announcement and they're the ones who announced to the apostles and do you know do you, now, I, I shouldn't even ask this question because I don't want to embarrass anybody. Do you know how often we sing about the myrrh women in the Orthodox Church? Almost every single Sunday, if you go to Matins. <laughs> Almost every I think it's only one Sunday a year, maybe two, where we don't sing about the myrrh women. They're just going to be remembered forever and ever. It's wonderful. What they did was so grand. They did a they they did a first of all, they did a living work, not a dead work, they did a living work, and living works get remembered and dead works don't. But they brought these spices. I mean they came with with love in their hearts to anoint the body of Jesus. Oh, what a wonderful thing. Now <laughs> you know, I often think about it. no, I don't often think about it, but I have thought about it. Can you imagine what what Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus and the Bearing women if they would have been sort of like maybe like me uh, they would have thought oh no he's raised from the dead and we brought all these spices what are we going to do with them <laughs> or Joseph of Arimathea a hundred pounds and it's not even used <laughs> oh no it, it's just a marvelous celebration now, just think how it gets remembered uh, do you, Joseph of Arimathea, do you know, even though there 's huge arguments about which of the garden tombs is the right one you know if you, i if you, 've never been to Israel, but you know people go and and you know some there's there 's two or three sites, and some this is the right one, and others say no, this is the right one and Probably those who say this is the right one uh, say that's the right one, because the Catholics say that's the right one, and they're not going to say what the Catholics say, who knows? But whatever it is, they're going in their mind, they're not going just to Jesus' tomb, but they're going to whose tomb? Joseph of Arimathea is his tomb. He's the one who had it built. He's the one who had it hewn, what a good word, hewn out of the rock. And so every single day, pilgrims come and go to Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. Nicodemus. What a remarkable character. You know, okay, he was a secret disciple. Well, I, I, maybe he was a secret disciple, but that encourages me because sometimes I feel like I'm a secret disciple. Uh, And I I don't know about all this coming to Jesus by night because he was a chicken. You know, who knows? Uh, I think we can overkill on that too, but maybe so. But whatever it is, (laughs) I just have to laugh at this. Almost every single National Football League game has a remembrance of Nicodemus. Can you tell me where it is? Come on, you know where it is. Because every time you see a John 3.16 sign, it's Jesus' answer to Nicodemus' question. Can you believe it? All these centuries have gone by, and every time you see and hear a John 3.16, it's an answer to Nicodemus' question. Rabbi, we know you're a teacher come from God. For no man can do the miracles you do except God be with him. And then Jesus gives a fairly prolonged answer as far as text space. Amazing. Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathea, and the myrrh women, they did a remarkable thing. They, their works, their, their actual things they did, acts of devotion, and they lived. And they live on and on and on. Centuries later, we celebrate them because we celebrate the resurrection. Now, while I'm here, Christ is risen. Well, how come? Why can't I say, He is risen indeed? Or why can't I say, Didn't we used to say truly He is risen many, many years ago here? Yeah, I think we said truly He is
1: risen. I don't know, like, I wish we could say it the way we used to say it.
0: Well, so do I. Who cares? But I want to tell you why it's important for you to say, indeed, he is risen. Now, I want you to say to me, Christos Anesti. Come on. Christos anesti. anesti Alithos. Oh, something's wrong, isn't it? I was supposed to say what? Alithos Anesti. No Greek would say Anesti Alethos. Why? Because they've been saying it for so long. Is Anesti Alethos okay? Well, grammatically it's okay. But why, do, why, do they, why is it always Alethos Anesti? Because it's something we all say together. I was, I was at the Chase Bank one day a year or so, I think it was last year, last Pascha. And I was pretty sure the woman that was, the teller that was waiting on me was from Russia. Uh, But I didn't, you know, I didn't say anything. I'd never said a word to her, except, you know, hand her a check, if that's saying a word. But there was a guy being waited on at the next window. And he said to the woman waiting on me, he said, Spraznikum! And she said, sprosnikum. Do you know what I said? Sproznikum. Why did I say it? Because in, 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 for the Russians, that means happy feast. They knew what they were supposed to say. They understood it. Now, if you look, can I see that paper for a minute? That one. In here, it says, indeed, he is present. We say indeed because that's what Bishop Joseph wants. Why does he want it? Would you tell me? Uh, no, I'll answer you. Because that's, that's the right answer, but I want to give you the wrong answer. Because he's stubborn and mean and he doesn't want us to say it our way. <laughs> why, does, why do we say indeed he is risen instead of he is risen indeed? So that we can get some unity. Do you know why? You can't overkill the resurrection. How do you like that for a contradiction in terms? (laughs) You can't overkill (laughs) on the resurrection. What you want is into your bones, into, into your bowels, to use a good King James word. You want the truth of the resurrection. I don't think we say it too many times. I don't think we probably say it enough because if, the, if Jesus is not raised from the dead, everything else is pointless. Athanasius. What does it mean? What does the name Athanasius mean? Deathless. Deathless. Athanatos. Deathless. Well, he wouldn't be deathless if Jesus weren't raised from the dead. I used the wrong, that was wrong grammatically. If Jesus wasn't raised from the dead. First class condition. Weren't implies, well, maybe it might not have been. (laughs) No. If Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, there would be none. No one would be deathless. Death wouldn't have been conquered. Everything depends on the resurrection. If you had to pick, and we don't have to, but if you had to pick. Would you rather have the statement Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins or Jesus is or, or Christ is risen? If you had to pick between the two, which would you pick? I'd pick Christ is risen. And then I would also say indeed he is risen. <laughs> I might even say truly he is risen. But I'd say indeed he is risen, you know, it would be pointless that he died on the cross if he weren't raised from the dead. He would just be one more nice person that died for others. And there have been a lot of people in the centuries of humanity that have died for others. But none of them got raised from the dead. The resurrection is so critical and, in, and so crucial Has anything splattered on you yet? On you maybe, and you. (laughs) Have you gotten into the shower? Are you encouraged by the resurrection? Are you encouraged by celebrating these myrrh-bearing women? (sighs) Even Why do we come on Sunday morning to worship whenever we possibly can? Answer me out loud. We're celebrating the resurrection. That's why we do it on Sunday. That's why we don't come on Saturday or Thursday. Nothing wrong with Saturday. Saturday in the Orthodox Church is a Eucharistic day. But we come on Sunday to celebrate the resurrection. And why do we like to come in the morning to celebrate the resurrection and the myrrh women? Because it was in the morning where they came. How grand. Not so incidentally, you know, I I really do hope that Bishop Joseph gets his wish. I hope that someday every orthodox person in America will be able to say, Christ is risen, and hear back, indeed, he is risen, instead of risen. Your children need to hear it over and over and over your old men need to hear it over and over again. Your old ladies need to hear it over and over again. We all need to hear it over and over again. Christ is risen.
1: Indeed.